Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the, what, what was the A word? Oh, oh man. The authentic yes. Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, it's... Nikki. And Richie Rich. This is from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Ooh. Uh, this is uh, from back around Christmas time. Uh, I've just had it on my list, never got around to it. It seems worthy of a Sunday discussion. I'm excited. 19-year-old put fake parking tickets with QR codes for payment on vehicles, California <laughs> cops say. That's like kind of genius, but also super grimy. It's it's sort of like uh, Keene, New Hampshire, the activists here uh, did the Robin Hooding. I say yep. did because uh, the town has uh, removed... I don't know all, but a lot, and probably plan to remove all of the actual parking meters and replace it with the pay at the kiosk or pay yeah. by the app or whatever, so that people can no longer Robin Hood, which really sucks because that yep. was one of the coolest bits of activism I think that ever came out of Famously King. featured on the Colbert Report. That's right. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Go look that up. But I wonder, is that the reason why they replaced it with the kiosks? Oh, or I'm is sure. that just a coincidence? No. I mean, so they were mad that people were paying other people's meters? It costs a whole bunch of money for them to update to a kiosk yeah. and app-based, internet app-based well, uh, pay-for-parking system. And so yeah. if they weren't bothered by the Robin Hooding, like, I, I mean, they would, have just left would it they alone, have upgraded yeah. to this at some point anyway? Yes. Probably, yes. but generally speaking, you only see that kind of thing in big cities, not in small towns. Yeah, and I'm just well, wondering... Well, they can afford the Bearcat. So. I know, right? There's discretionary well, funds available. Yeah, they probably just sold one and used it to buy the... You know, No, so, they didn't. They just taxed people more because they don't, they don't work efficiently like that, Richie Rich. So did they use the money from the meters to pay for the new kiosk? No, they taxed people more, I'm sure. So what do they do? And probably what do up, they do with the money and, from the meters, though? Like, what is the purpose of paying for parking? It, it goes into like the discretionary fund for the city. It's just it pays for the roads. Yeah, does it? I thought I, have I was no being. Idea. I thought I was being. You are being robbed and extorted yes. to pay for the roads. You are, and then when you want to park your car somewhere convenient to, oh, I don't know, the town circle, for yeah. example, or the town square, or the town square, <laughs> uh, you have circle. to pay again. Otherwise, they will con- yeah. they will extort you even more. Yeah, that's not adding up. It's called double dipping. And I mean, that's triple dipping, because then if I don't do it, then they'll give me another ticket right. well, for okay. even more and, money. And part of the funds comes from that, right? Like, they anticipate a certain amount of people to not pay the meter, yeah. and they'll make up that revenue and then some in the tickets, right? So when the Robin when the Robin Hooders were out there, like, walking in front of the meter maid, we're like, dink, with like a nickel, and she's just got to keep walking, because now that one's paid. Oh. Okay, right. so now I understand. So they're just paying like the bare minimum. Just to get the meter made moving. Yeah. We, we've we saved you a $5 ticket by dropping a nickel into yeah. your meter. Right. The Robin yeah. Hooders of Keene. Yeah. And so what you have now is just the robbers of Keene, <laughs> known as government. Uh, so at any rate, uh, yeah, a uh, 19-year-old man is accused of issuing fake parking tickets in California, police said. Reports were made about bogus parking tickets on December 22nd near a beach in Santa Cruz, the city police department said in a December 23rd news release. 
Police said parking tickets were found on December 21st with a QR code leading to a website to make a payment. Let's go to the phones. We have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Where are you calling from? San Francisco. Hey, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Well, I want to remark on two things, um, and it does it indirectly somewhat relate to government abuse. And one of them is the licensing of positions, which is being shown to be totally bogus since they're going after the licenses of positions who stood up against the use of a toxic witch's brew to be injected into your arm. Okay. Right? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, to become a physician, you have to get a certain number of college credits. You have to take uh, an entrance exam and place well. You have to interview. And in medical school, you have to take tests. And then you have to take national boards. And that should be adequate. And then you go into significant debt, which they can lord over you. I said, and you usually take on significant debt to go through all that. So they can lord it over you and say, like, well, if you don't follow what we're going to do, then you will not be a physician, and you still have to pay back all your uh, medical bills, medical loans, or not, so you know, medical I, I, school loans. I also want to remark on a presentation that was in the uh, the um, show before you, and it was someone, uh, uh, a professor, discussing some research that suggested that alcohol in excess of one drink a week was a cause of cancer, and that's really pretty bogus. I was going to say um, that doesn't even make you an alcoholic. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So what they're missing is, and I I honestly believe that research like this is part of cover-ups, right, to uh, to direct people away from the real culprit. Absolutely. And uh, one of the issues that gets overlooked is the amount of iron in the typical American's diet because the government mandated the addition of a particularly reactive form of iron into flour cornmeal and cornmeal huh. and uh, corn is a significant part of people's diets and so is flour right yeah and it's a it's a particularly reactive form and so people think oh only the people who have hemochromatosis you know where you hyperabsorb iron are going to be affected but this is not so because uh, your body is going to take in a certain percentage of iron no matter what and, oh, by the way, the alcohol ingestion does increase the amount that you take in, the amount of iron you take in. But what you do is you keep an eye on your ferritin level and make sure it stays under 50. Under 50 is where they shoot um, for hemochromatosis patients to improve their memory. Okay. Even though uh, levels of like 300 and 500 being t- people are being told that's normal, it's historically it is not normal. It is a toxic heavy metal when it's in excess, and that is in excess. So you do what you have to do, donate blood or take certain agents to help to lower your iron. Red wine does lower iron. Red wine is safe. So, Cynthia, um, I just want to mention something real quick. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it is possible for people, because of them fortifying all of the cereals and foods and milk and everything with iron, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of people being overloaded with iron but also when they test their blood their their hemoglobin levels are low so they're iron deficient they they have too much iron in their body but their body cannot process it right and um i i actually have hemochromatosis and what you're describing actually happened to me twice 
And the recommendation was, oh, take more iron. No one checked the ferritin level. Yeah, exactly. So how, is that how you found out? No, I did a 23andMe uh, genetic evaluation and went, hmm, I have two copies of this gene. I, you know, I was never really taught about it. As a, I'm a physician. I was in training. I wasn't really taught about this disorder. There was no updates on it. And um, they didn't have a genetic screening for it until close to the late 1990s. And by then, I was ending my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm just saying that, that the government actually doesn't help you with your medical care. No. Yeah. Other than you don't to, say. Other than to pay, you know, help, help make sure insurance companies have a lot of money. Right. So that they can fund their medical industrial complex. Yeah, so I just want to get this right really quick, just because I'm really interested in this. What so you had to do the genetic test to get your? Or, so no, that was to diagnose yourself with the hemo, whatever chromatosis. Chromatosis. Yeah. Well, I, so I, how did you I, I, get your real iron levels? Because the only yeah, way I, I'm aware actually, of is the hemoglobin uh, test with a blood draw. I went to my medical provider and asked for the testing, and um, this is crazy. I had lots of evidence that I had hemochromatosis. What was, provider, though, if you, if you what was the test called, though, if you if you know? What was the test called that you did? Oh, uh, I got a ferritin. Okay. Right. The ferritin, F-E-R-R-I-T-I-N. Okay. Um, and there's a lot more correlation with that ferritin level and the risk of cardiovascular disease and the risk of cancer. We have Zan calling from South Carolina. Zan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you all doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this ain't about Iron Butterfly or nothing like that, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you were talking, I just tuned you in right after you guys got on, uh-huh. and uh, you were talking about some dude out there putting on flyers, uh, like the parking tickets, is that correct? And it, he's, he's soliciting money for that? Well, yeah, so a 19-year-old man is accused of issuing fake parking tickets in California. <laughs> that didn't say parking <laughs> violation or city of whatever. I- so. Uh, it just says send send forty bucks for this place. Forty two dollars, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Let me uh, let me yeah, zoom no, in on the image, and I can tell you. For I'm an sure. old head man. I'm six years old, but I remember I was like twelve or thirteen, and this guy paid me and my buddy to go put these uh, flyers on people's under their windshield wipers, <laughs> and so uh, we got chased and beat up a couple of times. We only be like eight bucks a day or something. We had to split it. But I'm telling you, I think it's still legal. I don't know, man. Uh, it's probably state to state, right? I mean, I if mean, it's illegal, it's still common practice. Yeah. Beg your pardon? I didn't hear you. I said e- even if it's illegal, it is still common practice. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, I get junk mail every day. You ever go to? I mean, I go to my mailbox. What is all this stuff? You know? And uh, solicitation. Yeah, so it, it. But but I don't know. He's scamming so they, they locked him up they, he got arrested yeah this is uh oh. an unfinished story so all we know is that uh, he's in trouble for doing this uh, <laughs> and they you know they don't elaborate on anything else so uh, this happened around christmas uh in santa oh, cruz really? california so you know you know how long courts take to get around I to stuff so. santa cruz that's a college town probably some college kid right he was yeah. 19. 19, so, yeah. Wow, no, it was just a funny story, and uh, thanks, thanks, you guys, because I, I only get you once a week down here. And uh, Yeah, you uh, were saying really, that, that we're not usually on on Sundays, is that right? 
Not not down here in, in, in the town I live in. Because uh, what station so are you listening to? Some stupid basketball game. Uh, oh, oh, uh, oh man, um, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. I can't remember the call letters. Okay, that's fine. Oh, so okay, we got preempted by a basketball game. This is the makeup show. Well, yeah, yeah we we no, will get preempted by sports and things like that, understood. depending on the station. But so. they didn't play a replay of their normal night. They're oh. playing the live show on a Sunday night. Oh, cool. Well, and also, I would like yeah. to mention, Maybe. we do, if you go Theorizing. to video.freetalklive.com, you can always watch the show. And on freetalklive.com, yeah, there's other listen links and stuff. I'm a Luddite. I, 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 I got my little radio, you know what I mean? But you guys are funny, man. And uh, No, but that, I, I just remember sticking flyers on these windshields, and it was blazing hot outside, and people were chasing from their cars and stuff. But, uh, you know, we were out trying to make a buck way back when. And uh, But but, but that's a very – that's kind of interesting because uh, I, 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 I bet it's been tried before, too. You know, hey, you owe this money. Some people will will see something. You owe money. Oh, I better pay it. Yeah. <laughs> well, big, big corporations get scammed like this all the time. You send a fake invoice oh, yeah, to them. Yeah. Right. The accounts payable department goes like, oh, we got another invoice, and they just yeah. pay it. I have to say that I was surprised that, A, there were homeless in King, New Hampshire, a town well, there's of, a decent a town amount of, of 20,000 people. people. Yeah. Uh, and then I was also surprised that there were panhandlers not only at the exits or mm-hmm. entrances uh, of the on-ramps and off-ramps, but just wandering around downtown. Now, yeah. having lived in Seattle before moving here, I was used to that, mm-hmm. right? I've been around panhandlers. They're annoying, and I just ignore them all. Yeah. Uh, and people are like, hey, man, nope, right? Yeah. Uh, just a firm nope and keep walking is generally all it takes. Plus, I look like me. People don't usually argue with me when I say nope. Uh, so, you know, th- there was that. But, like, it happened my first day in downtown Keene. Yep. I was just walking downtown looking for a bar to go to, and here comes some scruffy-looking dude, like, hey, man, I'm looking to get some money to get a run. Like, nope. Well, I mean, you when know? you think about it, so Keene is, what, the third largest city in New Hampshire? So what? everyone wow. in... That's, that's pretty small. It's, yeah, it's New Hampshire, right? Yeah. So, so what is it, everyone... Manchester, Concord, Keene? That's what I'm assuming. Conked. It's bigger Conked. than... Na- Keene is bigger so, than Nashua? Oh, Nashua might fourth. be bigger, yeah. maybe fourth. Okay. Well, e- either way, regardless, this All is right. a city. Are you kidding? This is a, clearly a little town. Yeah. But New Hampshire standards, it's a city. Yeah. So all of the other people that live in southwestern New Hampshire, this is the point that they're going to... You're not going to pandle on the side of some dirt road, you know what I mean? So in rural areas... Did you say pandle? Panhandle. Panhandle? Oh, I thought she said Pandle, Pan- which is, you know, I mean, Panhandle, but Pandle is a portmanteau. Mm. So, of? Pan and Handle. Okay. I like it. Even though Panhandle is one word. Okay. But yeah, so you know what I mean? So I think Short that's manteau. why people. Short manteau. <laughs> they're coming to Keene because where else are they, you know? There's not really well, I a, imagine, better, a better spot. I, I imagine that the, uh, the, the homeless population of Keene, New Hampshire is snobbish towards the homeless people of, like, a larger city, right? <laughs> we get our money from the wealthy and keen. <laughs> like, they, they probably figure... You get your figure, money from the average person in Manchester. They probably figure, like, I know for a fact that the homeless in Seattle have it way better than, say, the homeless in Chicago. Well, oh, you're, yeah, You're going to sure. regret it when she cleans up nice, because, you know, panhandlers can bring in some serious money, man. Well, so my former bass player uh, coined the term hobosexual. Oh. And that <laughs> is, he that would mean? only date homeless girls. Because you can drop them off anywhere. You can drop them off anywhere when you're done with them. Oh, 
my gosh. So ter- tertiary story to that, right? Me and my buddy. Hobosexual. I don't think we'd ever done this, right? But we're thinking about like, you know, picking up girls at the bus stop. And he had a, he had a Harley, right? So it's like a motorcycle. Yeah. So you pull up to the bus stop. Is that what a Harley is? It's like a motorcycle? No, it's a, I mean, it's not a real, it's not an Indian or anything like that. Really, but he had one. And we're like, okay, so you pull up to the chick at the bus stop. Right? Okay. And like the, the pickup line is going my way. Right, because if she's going your way and it's interested, she hops on the bike. But if she says no, then the throwaway line is, "Well, you're at the wrong bus stop." And you just jet <laughs> <on>. <laughs> that's great. That is hilarious. So, speaking of non-binary chess, I know this isn't a, a show prep article, but it was—it's it, not. It's an, it was an interesting headline, right? There's uh, a, a transgendered individual, I think, also in Texas. Okay. Right, and they she went in to get her driver's license. And they wouldn't let her put female on the license. Mm-hmm. So she walked outside and took her shirt off. And then they ticketed her for indecent exposure for bearing her bare female breast. She was like, oh, I thought I wasn't a female. Exactly. So now uh-huh. she's so now she's like her. going up against the state going like, you guys got to make a decision. One right. She made the state define that. it themselves right. by issuing her the citation, right. forcing them to contemplate their definition exactly. and their pro. That's beautiful. Right. I love it when people use the state against itself. Right. That's so, a thing of beauty. Not worth not worth the whole article because that's basically the whole story yep. and you'll see what happens with it. But there the, you go. The ho story? Ho story. The truth, the ho truth. Speaking of hobos. The truth. Ho, hobos. Hobos. Uh, I do want to talk about the nine crazy examples of government waste, but not just quite yet. All We're right. going to tease it to the very end. Well, no, not And to then the never end, get but... to it. <laughs> We've done that before, so you know, it's possible. Uh, U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi? You ugly. This from the dailymail.co.uk. Exclusive! This is great. All capital letters. Exclusive! Have you seen this one yet, Nikki? No, I haven't. Oh, you're in for a treat. Right, here's the headline. Unattractive people are oh, more likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-COVID era, a study suggests. Yeah, it's true. And actually, I have personal experience with this, so I'm supposed to wear a mask at work. I don't know. Wait, wait. Are you, but, do you have like some low self-esteem problems we should No, but of? if I'm breaking out, sometimes I'll wear the mask. Whereas like if I, you know, if I look good, I will, All right. you know. All right. So just, I'm more likely, but I'm more likely to actually wear it and be compliant with it if I feel like I don't look good. Okay. But if I look good, I'm like, nah, I'm not I'm flaunting that. this. This yeah, is a beautiful yeah, come on. I uh, <laughs> Throughout the entire COVID thing, I didn't put a mask on one freaking time. Because you're a very handsome man. Well, outside <laughs> yeah, of that. Exactly. Outside of that. Like, I just am against, like, on principle, like, them. No. To, like, and all the, beard of the science. negated everything. Yeah, all, yeah, of, the, all, all of the science Clashes. and all of the studies prior to COVID suggest that masks do diddly squat. Yeah. All of the studies that are, like, they're coming out now. There are headlines that I didn't put in my show prep. I read just today. They're like, yep, uh, this uh, new study shows that the mask did diddly squat. I mean, and that's absolutely true. I feel like for me, I, so. In between my nursing jobs yeah. for nine months, I didn't wear a mask once. I didn't really have to. For me, I mean, the vaccine was for sure where I drew the line. Like, I am willing to get fired over this. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing that. The mask, it's not big enough of a deal for me to lose my job over. You know, like, well, my, me, it's, me it's helping common. people as a nurse is more important to me. Than the mask thing. Well, the, and masks in in nursing environments and hospital environments makes a little are, bit more sense. Yeah, and are common. 
it's yeah. commonplace to begin yeah. with. Exactly. Uh, the, but not I, for pe- not for everybody. Yeah, not for like going a market basket. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I eventually put a mask on just to see what it's like for. Uh, so <laughs> that I could experiment a little bit. No, yeah. no. So that I could attend the mm, uh, the, the audience. Six, yeah. yeah, the Crypto Six trial. I could be in the actual audience of the courtroom. That was recent. Yeah, that, that was wasn't recent. Even deemed like the height of the it, pandemic. Yeah, he made yeah. it a couple of years. Like, like they had done away with the whole mask thing inside the federal court and the New Hampshire courts, and then because somebody on the jury yeah, some somehow dingus. indicated that they would be more comfortable if everybody would wear a mask, the judge was like, faces. "Okay, everybody's masking up. We got somebody sensitive <laughs> over here, yeah. you know." And so then, and what the court did is they set up another courtroom down the hall where you could watch the proceeding on a video monitor. We have Tom calling from New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, good evening. Uh, you know, I don't know much about Me how to pilot a jet. And that's Please don't okay. be talking about piloting a jet then. Okay, well, okay. I don't go wandering into uh, the cockpit, and I definitely don't mess with the controls when I got no idea what I'm doing. Okay. But when people walk into the voting booth, they are at the <laughs> controls of the entire United States Air Force, no, they're not. the other branches, and all of the law enforcement agencies in the country. And uh, let's see now, United States Senator. Oh, I like the color of the button on this one. Uh, and for Congress, oh, this one lives right next door to my sister-in-law, and she told me to vote for them. Okay, and... When you get campaign mail, ads in the mail, you'll notice it's always on cardstock because they know most voters won't even bother to open an envelope to learn where the candidates stand on the issues, and they definitely won't visit like the campaign websites of all the candidates running for that office and compare them where they stand on the issue. Okay, but I so, take I take so some issue. I take some issue with your uh, idea that people who go to the voting booth are in control of the Air Force. They're not. They're not. Well, they elect uh, they elect idiots like Trump. Uh, you know, and uh, instead of checking out where the candidates stand on the issues and like what the qualifications are, I mean, he never even held public office and and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that seemed like his they, best qualification. Like, uh, yeah, I was about to say, does that really matter? I mean, he, I well, mean didn't, didn't we grow up in a society where you're taught that anybody can be president? Yeah, you yeah. just got to be 35, well, right? <laughs> 34. It's government like by a bunch of fat, stupid, ugly old ladies that watch soap operas and play bingo and read tabloids and don't know the metric system. What? what? Thank you for the call. Oh, wow. Tom, was that the mic drop? That was just Tom, yeah. Me, yeah. He went out with style. Tom Americans. He went out with style. Well, <laughs> you know, let's just say, let's just say that everybody who voted did uh, evaluate you know, what the politician's stances were on whatever issues. That I like this guy had. because I support yeah. him on all the issues. Yeah. They're, they're still not in control of the Air Force. I mean, we know yeah, I mean, that's kind Democrat, of Republican, statement. whatever, the bombs keep dropping. They just keep dropping. They're yeah. still dropping now. And that's kind of the thing. You know, it doesn't matter who you vote for. They either all suck or can only get so much done. And I will say New Hampshire is unique in a way where we can elect people into office and they actually do 
try their best to get stuff we done. Don't pay them, but well, and and the, so yeah, we don't pay them, which is great. But also, it is great, you know, actually. a lot of our liberty-friendly reps, a lot of their stuff gets I, shot down by all the statists. So I it's contend, like we're trying, but I contend mm-hmm. that if you took uh, pay away from all politicians, make it a completely voluntary thing, that government would improve vastly. Probably overnight. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm less convinced because at some point, right? It it's no longer about the money; it's about the power. And also, do they even the politicians that no, get I'm with paid? You. I'm just saying improve. I'm not saying okay would be great, but I'm saying it would improve because now you're going to have people who want to get in office not for the money, not to become millionaires, right? How many times do we see? Somebody gets uh, uh, elected, uh, Alexandria Ocrazio Cortez, right? Yeah. She was a what a bartender, yeah, right. How much is a bartender worth? Fifty grand, hundred grand tops, okay, right. So then she and now she's a multimillionaire. How did that happen? But how much? So her this salary is, the thing. is like a hundred grand a year. So this is the thing. It doesn't matter what your salary is necessarily because a lot of these politicians are clearly making more money than their salaries. Right. So oh, where's it coming from? You know, so I don't think it matters if the taxpayers paying them or not. They well, still might be going in for no, I'm just saying power. that if the positions were unpaid, it would attract uh, the type of people that are more likely to be, we'll say, activists. Bad Slave calling from also New Hampshire. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. We almost have to. Lady. Uh, I uh, wanted to just bring up you know, back to the ugly masking thing. Uh, you know, to me, what really creates ugly is is uh, is is the the lines on the face, the expression of I don't know disdain or whatever. And one of I think a perfect example of of these kind of folks that probably ought to mask. Okay. Is uh, is this, you know Klaus uh, Schwab? I mean, the the look on this face is, is you know just I cringe. Just, Do you know where that comes from though? Like, that comes from face? no. The, oh. Well, the that comes from the inside, right? Like true ugliness lives on the inside of a person, and sometimes that reflects outwards. Yeah, there's uh, physical absolutely. ugly too. We know this because you're like, she's a really nice girl. Yeah, but she's got a nice personality. (laughs) She's got a nice personality. Are we talking about the hobo lady again? Maybe. The panhandler? I don't know. Do we know if she has a nice personality? No, but she's cute, so she doesn't have to. I think that somebody who's not uh, classically beautiful, woman or man, you know, handsome or whatever, is, uh, you know, can do a lot. With a smile on their faces, that's true. Uh, you know, yeah. and uh, and and that's why I want to see. That's why we pay people to be pretty, and we don't pay people to be ugly. Did you guys know that uh, one of the uh, first de-escalation techniques that, of course, police aren't taught, uh, nor uh, any government employee that I'm aware of, is smiling? Yeah, no, exactly. Sure. If you appear to be friendly. Yeah. You know, if I'm trying to de-escalate an angry person, I'm not going to, like, scowl at them. Yeah. 
Just but like, that's like the first thing police do. They're like, oh, I'm. this is escalating. Quick, bare I'm, your teeth at her. Yeah, uh, pull your gun, quick. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, you, uh, if you're if you confronting, you know, uh, a, you know, two people arguing, right? You come up to them and, mm, and you smile. You're like, hey, guys. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, I see you're having uh, an altercation here, right? And then you begin yeah. the process, right? Yeah. But you smile first. That's the first. Absolutely. Uh, first line of defense. Yeah, smile, for light body language. Is a smile. You know. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Betsy. Those people that are looking to to get elected will tend to throw on that smile, like they, you know, you you, you don't see it in their eyes all the time. Kissing babies, uh, you, shaking hands, smiling. That's what they, I do. It works. Polish up those teeth for a big ass grin. And, uh, and, you know, I, I mean, that's just, is, you know, in some ways uh, as bad as, uh, you know, what Klaus Schwab does. And I, 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 for the life of me, I, I don't know why anybody would put themselves on a stage with that face. I mean, I, it just, he, he, he's, uh, he's ragingly disgusting. You know, politicians and, uh, do have a homeliness problem. Not a homelessness problem, a homeliness problem. There's a lot of ugly politicians. You On got the inside or the breath. outside? Yes. Both. Okay. What was the guy, um, God, you know, with bald on top and... Uh, I mean, that's a lot. Mr. Clinton. Captain Steubing? Uh, uh, Captain Picard. Uh, I, I, they're, the, you know, one of the... Kojak? This time we don't know. <laughs> Mr. T, wait, no, he had a mohawk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, some some people are, you know, you can deal with it. Former mean, tennis I, star know. Andre Agassi? Oh, man, what a great mullet. <laughs> oh, he was shaved head. <laughs> well, in, in later in his career when he was okay, balding. Sure, yeah. But he went from, like, the great mullet to, uh, yeah, you're balding now. Yeah, Fix that. Yeah. The article goes on to say attractive people are less likely to keep wearing face masks in the post-COVID era. Researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask-wearing intentions in various scenarios. They concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunities to deliver a favorable impression to others. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like 80% of communication is body language and facial expression. On the other hand... There's a lot of common sense in this article. Huh. On the other hand, people who do not view themselves as attractive buy into the mask attractiveness belief that face coverings actually enhance their looks. Well, yeah, because they're ugly. So, like, uh, you know... Just grow a beard. Right? <laughs> Well, if you're a girl, right? You know, I mean, you got to start taking like hormone well, pills put, yeah, before you can grow a beard. Stuff, yeah. I mean, I guess you get a fake beard, but you know, um, that might make them look worse. <laughs> Depends what you're into. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, not on the hobo lady. So, yeah. are you guys saying that like butterfaces should like wear the mask? Yeah. I mean, they they already we already had a solution or, for this. Or makeup is the article saying that that like. Uh, if you are a butterface, you can improve your chances of getting some if you put the mask on. I think but they you're going to have to take it off eventually. Or, or are you? Do you? 
Do you? I mean, kind of. Depends who, what you're trying who, to do. There's some people who are all about the masks and stuff in the bedroom. So, you know. <laughs> Use protection. The, the role play and the cosplay mm-hmm. and all that kind of crap. So, like, you know. There was the old joke about... Uh, the good old-fashioned bag. Throw throw a flag over her face and F for old glory. <laughs> no, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. But the paper bag I have. Yeah. You know, yeah. Be nice. Put a, you know, whatever. So, I'm... I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, it's one less thing you have to worry about with the butterface, right? And just leave the mask on. No problem. Can you imagine, like, you're in the moment, you're about to get down, and, like, you know, she goes to take, and you're like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> or if you, like, and, and he's, and you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> leave no, it on. Just keep, yeah. cool. <laughs> uh, this comes after a major analysis found face masks made little to no difference to COVID infections or death rates. Initially used for antiviral protection, the face mask has become one of the symbols of a fierce culture war in the U.S. I don't don't know how fierce it is. It's stupid is what it is. Uh, There has never been great evidence showing that masks are effective at preventing infections on a large scale or any scale. But that has not stopped officials from mandating them across the country. Schools in Democrat states made face coverings a requirement for students as recently as this month. And the Center for Disease Protection, CDC, still recommends Americans wear them in places with high transmission levels, such as public transportation. Elderly Americans and patients with compromised immune systems are also encouraged to take precautions like wearing masks. Even though that probably would make their immune system worse. Even though President Joe Biden declared the COVID pandemic over late last year, as many as four in 10 Americans still wear masks occasionally. You know what I love? How they keep preaching the masks and the vaccines, but they don't want to talk about things that actually improve your health. Right. If they actually like cared about our health, exercise. Yeah. they'd be like, exercise, hey, eat drink more some water, you know, some vitamin C, go outside every once in a while, D, vitamin D, yep. you know, do some yoga, exercise, that go to the, the gym. That was the big one during the lockdown, man. They kept you inside and they, and they locked all the gyms. This... From FEE, which is the what? Uh, Foundation for Economic Education. Also known as FEE. Nine crazy examples of government waste in 2022. Nine? You you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) That's it? it? Nine or 9,000? It's it's nine. Nine. Just nine? It's nine crazy examples. Not just nine examples. I can think of 9,000 crazy examples. Government wastes uh, all the time, every day. But these are supposedly crazy examples. We'll see just how crazy see. they are. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Across the I, 50 states. As there well. is a caveat. I always say never trust a man with two first names. The author of this article is Patrick Carroll. Mm. So, well, Wait, is a man name and a female name? Still like two that first even, names. Okay. That evens out, though. Yeah, still violates the premise. <laughs> All right. If you're well, going to live see. by code, you got to stick with the code. I guess so. No change in rules here. Like, you can be friends with him. You can read his articles. Just don't trust, don't trust him. him. Yeah. With 2022 mostly behind us, many are undoubtedly grateful that this year is ending, or has ended, that would be last year. From lingering COVID restrictions to the war in Ukraine to economic decline, it's been a rough go. Amidst all of this, the steady slew of spending coming out of Washington certainly hasn't helped. While people were struggling to put food on the table and pay for much-needed health care, politicians were spending billions of dollars on the most wasteful projects you have ever heard of. All of them. Well, they are all. They keep getting worse, though. 
And even if, like, even if you found one that was like, hey, you know, this one, they set a budget for it, and it came in on, on budget and on time and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Even before that happened, they took way more money than that mm-hmm. cost, took a bunch of it for themselves and their friends, and then used whatever was left over to pay for the thing. So it's all a waste. To highlight the most egregious of these projects, Senator Rand Paul, ooh, you mentioned him earlier. I told you. Has once again published his annual Festivus report named the after the parody holiday. Celebrated on December 23rd. Uh, Here are some of the craziest examples of government waste that made the list this year. He does it every year. That's why I I thought it was a You did, and I totally missed this part where it mentioned him, so that's my bad. All right. Carry on. Oh, may I? You may. May I? Thank you, Free Talk, Richie. (laughs) Number one. Should we go back? No, they're in this. Okay, so they're one through nine. We'll we'll just go from the top. Using COVID relief funds to construct an 800-room luxury hotel. Broward County, Florida spent $140 million in COVID relief to construct a luxury hotel complete with 30,000 square feet of pool decks, a rooftop bar, and an 11,000 square foot spa and fitness center. Nice. Surely that's not allowed, you might be thinking, and you'd be right. But the county found a clever workaround. In a board meeting this past February, the money was transferred to the county's general fund and described as a federal payment to cover lost tax revenue. There you go. Oh, my gosh. The money was then returned from the general fund back to the project. Money is fungible, as they say. 800-room luxury hotel. But it's the government's own loophole. Like, of course. Like, and then somebody obviously spoke up and they were like, oh, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we said it's okay, so it's fine. We wrote it down on paper. No, it's you're, gonna happen. You're, the you're, committee you're, voted on it. You're right. It's wrong to do that. However, it is okay to do it in this particular circumstance. Sure. Because we said it's okay. Like, sorry, it's eight to one. Mm, outvoted. I mean, luxury hotel or new stadium for the football team. Right. No, I, I vote luxury hotel. Okay. I mean, At least you can go there. Stadium would have been more than 140 million. All right, whatever. I think. I'm just saying they get they get handouts for all kinds of things. There was uh, uh back in the day uh, the Green Bay Packers did a uh, 395 million dollar renovation to Lambeau Field except when they did the press release they left off the word million. So when you read it it's like we are announcing a 395 dollar renovation to the stadium. <laughs> I'm like, what, a new faucet was put in somewhere? You yeah. Know, like, just a, one faucet. One, one right? new VIP seat right on the 50-yard line. <laughs> the $395. They, got, they hired a guy to paint one stripe somewhere on the, on the walkway. Yeah. Anyway. Number two, using COVID relief funds to purchase luxury cars. The government has spent roughly $4.5 trillion on COVID relief aid. <laughs> Of which over $100 billion was stolen or put to fraudulent uses according to the Secret Service. Yep. Where did all that fraudulent money go? As it turns out, $31.5 million was used by four individuals to buy luxury cars such as Porsches, Ferraris, and Lamborghinis. I mean, they were handing out those PP whatever loans. The PPE like, or what, whatever. No that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's personal protection equipment. But, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, whatever, whatever the acronym yeah. is. Yeah, like like candy, right? Yeah. Just like hey, any, anyone who like fills out the form gets money. Yeah, and so of course we're like, well, the we know free money. 
So scandalous individuals filled out the form and got the free money. Yeah. Right. Some got caught, but how many more got away with it? Because. Well, let's move on to number three. All right. Camouflage uniforms that don't blend in. Nice. (laughs) I'm imagining like, uh, I'm trying to remember, back in the 80s, uh, like leopard print and tiger stripes were were pretty big. Or like the pink camo, like how girls wear pink camo. Yeah, yeah. And like like, eventually like the pink took over. It was the pink tiger stripes and the pink leopard prints. I've never seen a pink tiger before. Uh, And I know that pink camouflage exists which is the first thing I thought of when it said camouflage uniforms that don't blend in. The federal government spent $28 million on camouflage uniforms for use in Afghanistan, which didn't match the environment of Afghanistan. The first thing that came to mind was the, the family guy bit yeah. where Peter's in like, you know, the war zone with the soldiers dressed like a clown. Like, you guys are <laughs> stupid. They're going to be looking for guys in uniforms. <laughs> they have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please? Oh, this is David out in California, San Francisco. Hey, David. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, $70 million for the Staten Island Ferry, that kind of seems like a, a deal. I don't know how many cars it can hold. Probably, what, Yeah, but that's just the federal money. That's not including yeah, like the money that, that New York puts That's the chip-in you know money. It, that's the, I got five-on-it money. How many cars can fit on that ferry, and then how much diesel does it take to push all the way across the choppy waters to get to the other side? I mean, that's a big I industry. Mean, okay, but shouldn't like people riding the ferry and people local to New York pay for that? Why should federal money go to that? Well, actually, let me tell you. Why that, should seventy you know, million? Why should dollars. any tax money go towards that? Right. This is not. I'm calling you from San Francisco, and we yes, are said a that. peninsula, right? So there's not a lot of options for parking for. You know, like people have seven cars in their backyard down in Tennessee. In San Francisco, it's pretty tough to have that because we've run out of room years ago. And same up up there in the East Coast, New York especially. So it right now, they did a study. Uh, there was a former mayor, uh, was it Sullivan? I'll remember his name in a second. But he had a son who became one of the city supervisors, and he was jamming on the issue of making our bus system free, totally free. Mm-hmm. And it was based on the idea that parking was killing people. Mm-hmm. And then you had these externalized costs where kids were getting asthma because there were so goddamn many cards uh, in town. There mm-hmm. were tourists. There were Everybody's driving around town, driving around town, and kids were getting asthma. And then so the hospitals are jammed with asthma cases, and inevitably they're poor people who end up stiffen the hospital and so the hospital had to pay maybe 30 million dollars a year in asthma cases uh and by making muni free then all of a sudden the asthma cases disappear because there's far fewer cars in town now the same thing is true out there in new york wouldn't you love to go sit by the water and the rivers in new york no. you know how much oil and no trash i, and I actually kind of stench? kind of hate new york I, I i won't go there for the very reasons you have outlined sarah you're on free time i Live. summoned her i missed out on that conversation but you didn't miss you know, oh you would have loved it sarah it was right up your alley yeah this guy oh, is in I, San Francisco, I, I and he was praising the use of federal money to benefit San Francisco to, to benefit San Franciscans and build a public uh, works sort of thing. Project. Yeah, project. Yeah, well, I mean, that sounds good, but um, 
I wanted to say I made a discovery. I figured out, you know those um, the prison bunk beds? They have no ladders and so no side safety rails. Were you I figured in out recently? why they, it was, well, I was in that Westside homeless shelter. It used to be a jail, and then they turned it into a homeless shelter. So I was Just getting you ready like, for the eventual people? future. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So bunk beds well, with no rails that, and no ladders. Yeah. So what about it? Yeah, no ladders? Yeah. Right. The, and then those, the, you know, those side rails that you could put up and then it locks so you don't roll off. Yeah, like the baby cage. Well, the yeah. is, well, in prison, they make weapons out of those. They they keep chipping it apart. That's why the prison bunk beds do not have those, and that was the reason that they just threw the homeless people in prison bunk beds. Hmm. So they, it's it turns it it's turned into a weapon. Those little whales that they just keep shaking it until it breaks off and they go. So are you saying there's a conspiracy to off the homeless people by putting them into prison bunk beds where they can roll off and die? Um, they've just been doing it and getting away with it. And hold, hold then, on a second. Beggars can't was, be choosers. When was the last time you rolled out of your normal bed? I I think... Because um, having not was, fallen out of my normal bed since I was like seven, right? I don't really well, I, feel fear railless bunk beds. I literally fell well, over in a chair because the leg broke out from underneath me like three days ago. Would a guardrail have saved you? No. Okay. Just yeah, was it one of those chairs with the... It's a regular-ass the... wooden chair, no uh, arm rails, four legs. The, but uh, if the arm rails sort of were there, back. In would fact, you In fact, you could fallen? go see the chair. It's right around the corner. It's still sitting there. It's upside down. It's in evidence corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took a photo of it just because, you know, I'm like, hey, the chair... HR is going to come yeah. and, uh, and so check this out. What's, what's the conspiracy, Sarah, with the ladderless... Like, is it just the revelation? Well, you you made the discovery like, and well, that's that, it? it was, they just threw the homeless people on a formal jail. It's like they don't want to put any money behind it. And that's yeah, because how are you going to get money back from homeless people? They should put and them to work on the street corners to panhandle. Number six, boosting the Tunisia travel sector what? during COVID-19. Look up Tunisia. Oh, it's a country, right? It's not here. So why are we paying for this again? Well, yes. To boost their travel. I don't care about their travel. Tunisia. Officially, the Republic of Tunisia is the northernmost country in Africa. See, they're a republic. Okay. All right. So now that we've got that out of the way, in early 2022, the federal government spent $50 million on a Visit Tunisia initiative meant to boost travel to the country. Why? Tunisia's tourism sector Money laundering. generated over oh. $1 billion in 2019, but apparently still needed some help. From the from the United States federal government. Why Why would... This isn't, what's their GDP? That's got to be most of This isn't adding up to me. Uh, no. It's a little none fishy. Of this, none of this makes fishy. any sense whatsoever. Like, okay, we're, I think, collectively, the three of us are of the opinion that government totally sucks. And yep. should be done away with, go yep. the way of the dodo. It's antique, it's barbaric, and it serves no purpose. That being said, let's just assume for a minute, like everybody else seems to believe, except for us, uh, except for other you know libertarians and anarchists, uh, let's just assume for a minute that the government does serve some purpose, right? Even if it did, 
Why? It's not this. It's not this. It's not sending $50 yeah. million dollars to Tunisia Wait. for an ad campaign to promote tourism. Did they send or the, the gender million? studies. I thought it said like the, on travel to Tunisia. In early 2022, oh. the federal government spent $50 million on a Visit Tunisia initiative meant to oh, boost okay. travel to the country. Got it. Is the gender studies on this list? Uh, I heard the visit. I thought I heard visit to Tunisia. Mm. All right. Continue. May I? You may. Oh, thanks. I'm if you will. It's Richie yeah. Talk Live. Richie Rich Talk Live. Well, I had I needed clarity, and now I've gained it. Do you want the first chair? No. Okay. I'm just yeah, you, please. Can you guys uh, switch, please? Because I know you've <laughs> done this before. It probably wouldn't be very difficult. <laughs> Number seven. Mute, unmute. Mute, unmute. <laughs> Don't make me mute you, bro. Uh, number seven, injecting a six-month-old beagle. No, sorry. Injecting six-month-old beagle puppies with cocaine. Why? According they could have just done that to people, according, and they would have. It would have been consensual. Well, six-month-old people. Well, not six-month-old oh, people. Which, just adult right. people, consenting right. adults. What's six please. months in dog years? Forty-two months, four year. Yeah, I don't know. So, I can't do math. Because seven, seven, seven years, one. so three and a half. Right. If okay. every right. year is seven dog years, yeah, six month old puppy would be I mean, three I said, and a half. I said forty-two months. And I think we're on the same page. Okay. So even that, that's pretty young. Like yeah. even for like a human three and a half year old, yeah. would you inject a three and a half year old human being with cocaine? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, but also would you I let wouldn't. Them snort it if they could afford it. <laughs> also, no matter how old the dog is, dogs can't really consent to something like that. According to a report from White Coat Waste, the NIH, that's the National Institute of Health, I believe. Ugh, and I already hate them, so. Recently, and I just have to take a look, recently spent $2.3 million injecting puppies with cocaine for research. What kind of research? This is definitely a uh, Sunday topic for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the article they link to is says Coke Hounds. WCW exposes $2 million plus NIH cocaine tests on puppies to fulfill deadly FDA red tape. Uh, some things are better together. Cake and frosting, peanut butter and jelly, hot chocolate and marshmallows. Other things should be kept far apart. Garlic and ice cream, hot sauce and brownies. And now White Coat Waste Project investigators have found another terrible pairing courtesy of NIDA, the National Institute on Drug Abuse, part of the NIH, and paid for with your tax dollars, puppies and cocaine. In a new experiment we discovered through the Freedom of Information Act, because, you know, they don't advertise this stuff before no. they do it. They yeah, just do it, not. and then later on somebody finds out. That's why you need an insider like Rand Paul to bring it to light. Seven six-month-old beagle puppies were trained to wear a jacket. We know that doesn't <laughs> We know that doesn't sound too bad. Sounds cute. But this wasn't a normal jacket. It wasn't a puppy raincoat or a cute dog costume. Instead, this jacket served a cruel purpose to inject... The animal wearing it with drugs. And they do have a picture here. It's a sad picture. Oh, man. Number nine. Researching if Thanos could snap his fingers wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. What? I've read this article. That was my favorite one. They did save the best for last. They did. It's true. Uh, Those of you who don't know who Thanos is, he's a character in the Marvel movies. The Avengers. Uh, And the comics. Yeah, the comics. Yeah. Uh, So... He uh, 
you know, had this gauntlet that he wears, wore on his hand and he'd get all the infinity stones on it and then he could snap his fingers and yep. like make, you know, half the people disappear. Some sort of rapture-ish. That was the, that was of, the movie. Kind of bit. Yep. Researchers at Georgia Tech recently got a grant for $118,971 to study whether a real-life Thanos, first of all, that doesn't exist, could actually snap his fingers while wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. This is also kind of a red flag. Like, why are they trying to see if this is possible? Well, so, okay. Realism now, in Hollywood, Nikki. I smoked. They're trying to make us disappear. When I was young, I smoked incredible amounts of marijuana whenever I could. And I could just see me and my buddy sitting around going, man, do you think if Thanos was real, right. that he, like that gauntlet looks pretty thick. Do you think he could actually snap with that thing on his hand, man? And like, no, we got to build one and find, all right, we'd go about constructing oh. some sort of, you know, facsimile replica of the gauntlet and seeing if we could snap while we wore it and, you know trying to prove our, our case that way so for those who don't know right the the sound made by the snapping is like your finger hitting your palm yes right some people don't know that they right. think it's the it's the, the finger the, 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 the finger, finger off the thumb right the no the finger off the finger pads yeah because it makes a noise once you okay. once you yeah once, once you hit the once you hit the pad of your palm right right okay yeah so everybody do it that's bad radio. Let's so, stop that. so the Infinity Gauntlet thing, right? It may not make a snapping sound, but it make like a thunking sound, right? As it as the one finger ricochets, the, yeah. right? Dung, and like yeah. you know, like a gong being. So it made the wrong sound. It it wouldn't make a snap, but I think it would make a. What sound like a, did they, it make in the well, movie? Well, hang on, hang on. They say yeah. they concluded that Thanos could not have snapped because his metal armored fingers. So it probably. It's probably the Hollywood special effects rather than actual physics. Yeah, at you don't play. Say. no dur, as if like everything and in I that movie is Hollywood special effects. I still think they got it wrong, though. The, so this this just in in the Avengers, the space scene wasn't really on blah 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 planet. Like, yeah, duh, it's this, a movie. This begs the question: If you snap and it doesn't make a sound, <laughs> did it happen at all? Have you snapped at all? No. So if you just move your thumb and forefinger together and then allow it to lightly touch the pad of yeah. uh, you know the bottom of your thumb your palm uh making the snapping motion but no i'm trying to no. snap without making the sound that's not a snap no because i can put my two lips together and blow and i'm not whistling <laughs> two lips and blow exactly sounds like a party <laughs> this is me whistling <sighs> uh, and you gave me crap about nikki's cookies High school graduation is always a special time. This is from WNUR.com. High school school graduation is always a special time in a student's life. I wouldn't know. I didn't actually graduate. I got my GED. But for a boy in Bucks County, that's with a B, Bucks County, Pennsylvania, his graduation is making history. He's just nine years old. David Bologan, B-A-L-O-G-U-N, received a diploma from Reach Cyber Charter School. Charter School which is based in Harrisburg. They didn't bog me down. They also ad- advocated for me saying, he can do this, he can do that, Balligan said. He took classes remotely from his home in Bensalem. He loves science and computer programming. I want to be an astrophysicist, and I want to study black holes and supernovas, he said. I think the most Just important part... Girls. I think the most important part of this story is that this would have never been possible if he was going to just your typical 
public school. school. Yeah. You know, like I, I saw the headline and I was like, I bet this kid's homeschooled. And he kind of was charter, charter school, school yeah. online, but he was given opportunities that he would not have otherwise gotten from and, public school. And because people recognize he was smart, right? Yeah. Well, uh, his parents have both have advanced degrees, but raising a young son with extraordinary intellectual gifts is challenging. Quote, I had to get outside the box, playing pillow fights when you're not supposed to, throwing the balls in the house. He's a nine-year-old with the brain that has the capacity to understand and comprehend a lot of concepts beyond his years and sometimes beyond even my understanding, said Belligan's mother, Rania. So this goes, this goes back a little bit to a conversation several weeks ago where Peekless called in mm-hmm. to call me out on, you know, saying that people learn differently. Yeah. Right. Clearly... He's a gifted child. Clearly. Right? And this gifted child in this environment excels. Right? And if he's put into a public school environment, Mm -hmm. he would likely not excel to this level. No. But would still be like top of his class for his entire schooling career. Right. Right? So it's it's important to recognize, right, that people are different and learn at different paces. Yes. Right? And that this is the perfect environment for a child of this intellect already. Right. And there's even different uh, styles of learning that, that go around again, right. uh, you know, management training courses or training people who are trainers as their profession, as their job. They work for some company and they're the trainer. Right. They're the guy who trains everybody. Uh, they have to learn how to teach differently according to the different learning styles. Right. Uh, I am particularly a tactile learner, like secondarily visual. Right. But then again, I'm a dude. I think most men are visual learners. But I'm tactile more so than I am visual. I can watch a video and kind of, okay, I think I have the gist. But until I do it, right. I haven't actually learned it. And it's not until I actually put my hands on the thing and do the thing that I actually, you know, sort of cement that information in my head. So Got it. Um, but the other point that I was making then, and I'll, I'll reiterate now, yes. is I also believe that this child is the exception, not the rule. Right. I, yeah. don't, right. I don't think you throw all children into this environment and they excel at this yeah, level. Absolutely. Right. There, there, there are dullards among us. Right. And public school may be the best option for them. Yeah. Uh, David was an inspirational kid. Definitely one who changes the way you think about teaching, said science teacher Cody Durr. <laughs> Durr. D-E-R-R-Durr. After completing a semester at Bucks County Community College, Belligan's family is looking at colleges and universities to try and find the right fit. Am I going to throw my nine-year-old into Harvard while I'm living in Pennsylvania? No, Belligan's father, Henry, said. MIT, though. Belligan's favorite thing is learning, but he also plays sports and the piano. He's working on his black belt in the martial arts. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.